This is College Dame Day, a podcast for college football fans, hosted by three sisters who recap last week's games, talk about upcoming matchups, and find some time to trash talk the teams they don't like. Let's join Megan, Amy, and Laura as they break the huddle and kick off this week's episode. All right, another week of college football in the books. So we'll start off with talking about Nebraska versus Oklahoma. Oklahoma uh, got the win, 23 to 16. What were you guys' thoughts on it? I think if you told me before the season started that we would lose to Oklahoma by seven points, I would be thrilled. So I do want to have that perspective just starting out. It was way closer than most people thought it would be. We definitely competed with Oklahoma, and I think that's a victory. Obviously, it would be nice to get the win um, because we are lacking in those right now. And I feel like that is what we desperately need, not just from like a record standpoint, but from a mental um, sports psychology standpoint. Like I really think some wins under our belt would give us confidence. But having said that, I guess I'll take it. And our defense only let them score three touchdowns, which is like. I mean, that's their lowest scoring game this season. <laughs> they put up 76 on um, whoever they played last week. I don't know. I, w- I was kind of, like, bummed, though, that special teams cost us, like, the win again. Because if, yep. you, if you take away the, the missed field goals and then the missed extra point, which obviously they wouldn't have gotten two points then, then, you know, we have more points and win the game if you just look at it from that standpoint. So that... That's frustrating, too, that it's still mistakes like that that cost us the ball game. Um, and I know Oklahoma didn't have their, you know, best, best game, I'm sure. I, w- I do see progress, I feel like. I thought Adrian played a very good game, so I will. I'm not taking back what I said about him because he still screwed up a lot of times before this. But he mm-hmm. came through in the clutch a lot of times when he needed to, except Except that very last, like, hurried drive, which, yeah, whatever, you know, but he did make yeah. better decisions. Yeah, I think for me, the takeaway, again, was just all, to Amy's points, all the points that we left off the board between just not capitalizing on certain drives, two missed field goals, and so that is frustrating, especially when we do play well enough to stay in the game, and those those mistakes are the reason why. We didn't score. I mean, obviously they missed a long field goal as well, but that, what, 35 yarder that we missed, it's like, come on. So that was really frustrating. I will say to the defensive point that we held the Sooners to the lowest point total since 2016. So haha to Reese Davis, who I don't know if you guys are watching the, the lesser college game day, but he was saying that, you know, the, the last two times Nebraska played Oklahoma back in the day, like we set records against them um, for scoring the most points on them. And he was mm-hmm. like, I wonder if, you know, OU is going to do that to Nebraska today. And haha, because we actually held them to the lowest point. So that's a little yeah. bit of a, of a victory. Um, I do echo you guys where I'm like, I don't want to do, just do moral victories. I want to outright win. But something else that Joe Klatt said at the beginning of the game, which I really kind of liked, is he said you have to lose big before you lose small. You have to lose small before you win small. And you have to win small before you win big. And he said he thought this would be a turning point game. And I think it was. I think we only lost small and we were expecting to like lose big. So maybe mm-hmm. there is a tide turning that is encouraging where we go from here. 
is what I'm most excited to see because starting off looking at that Illinois loss, I would have yeah. thought, you know, Oklahoma blue would blow the doors off us. So that is encouraging, but we've got to minimize those major mistakes. Penalties on that first drive, missed yeah. field goals, points left off the board. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, Laura, just leaving points on the board and then yards on the field as well with all of those penalties. It's just like our offensive line, something needs to happen there. I'm not sure, you know, what they need to work on or like how they need to go about shaping that up, but it's definitely an issue for us. And then the special teams, like I think it's time if Scott is waiting for a message from the universe to hire a special teams (laughs) coach this is it. It is costing us games. And so it's time to invest in that. I would do it for free. Well, okay. Well, Amy, Amy is available. So (laughs) just await his call. Do need a living wage. So I I should take that back. But I just, I feel like a modest salary. Yes. I feel like I would fit in the budget real nice there. (laughs) Yes. They wouldn't even notice. Exactly. But Joel Klatt did say after the game too, he was like, because he's called a couple of our games in the past where it's not been pretty. And he was like, it was a different Husker team that he saw out here. He was saying like, yeah, like Husker fans take heart because he doesn't think people realize he didn't use the words dumpster fire, but that's basically what he was <laughs> what Scott Frost inherited when he took over the program. But when we play Wisconsin, Iowa, Michigan, Maybe he said Michigan State. I can't remember. He was like, they're going to win. He was like, I really think they're going to win at least like one or multiple of those games. And I think we can too. I was encouraged too when they had to run some trick plays against us. I'm like, that's actually a good sign that uh, they have to go into their uh, bag of tricks to compete. Spencer Rattler, I think, lost the Heisman this game. (laughs) He did not look good. He was not building a case for himself. Anyway. The first couple of games of the season. So the second game they won like 76-0. I mean, I know the opponent. No, but you have to look at the competition there. But I can't take him seriously. The picture that they submitted when they flash his graphic up, when he scores a touchdown, how he's like folding his arms and posing. I can't take him serious. It. I just burst out laughing whenever I see that. Um, okay, so you know the picture of him when the player got that interception on like the goal line? Yes, where he's like, ooh. Okay. He's like, oh, like, they should just replace his picture with that one. Yeah. yeah, I just I will say that was a ridiculous snag. It yes. was. And like he made the top 10, but his team would have been in a lot better shape and might not have had to punt if he hadn't caught that. I know, right? <laughs> so <laughs> those times I'm like fourth down, you're like, drop yeah. it. You'll get better field position. Uh, frustrating. Obviously, we get to face them again next year and they'll come up to Lincoln for that game. But yeah, a little bit better turnout. Um, big noon kickoff was obviously in Norman versus last year when college uh, game day was there for Ohio State. So, hey, it's turned out a little bit better. Yeah, I liked reading all the stories, too, about all the old players that showed up from, like, the game of the century for the game. and Yeah. And, like, a lot of, like, I've just seen a lot of posts from, like, Husker and Oklahoma fans just saying that, like, the respect between the two teams, even though it's been however many years, is, like, is yeah. still there, but I was, I'm not gonna lie, I really was hoping we'd pull out the Black 41 Flash Reverse. My <laughs> Eric Crouch, I don't know, like, I just, I was hoping for something. Something so, in so. Our, our arsenal to Maybe, maybe next year when they're at home, when we're at home. And there you go. Because I think, like, Nebraska-Oklahoma game, I think you have to, like, dig into your trick bag. It's just, like, the fun of a game. Again, if Scott needs me, I can help. Right. You're available. That's right. 
All right. So we will look forward to next week's game versus Michigan State, who is coming off of a win versus Miami 4-0. This would be a great win to to steal. I we have a night Michigan game. State looks good. Yes. And I was gonna say the last time we played them as a night game. Yep. We all know, we all know how that went. So I don't know. I, I do think they look good. I don't think that I know everyone's like, oh, they beat a ranked Miami. I'm, I'm still on the train of like Miami is not I that great. Good though. Like, come on, people. I agree. They're better than Florida State, which is still truly a dumpster fire. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> so that's what I was going to say, too, is that like, yeah, I'm tired of moral victories. I want actual victories. But at least we're not Florida State with zero victories on the year. <laughs> right. True. We still have a running record. So um, that will be an exciting game. Looking forward to Um, some other big games that happened this week, Alabama and Florida. I thought after the first, like, what, five, ten minutes, I was like, Alabama was going to run away with it. Wasn't it like 21-3 or something? Yeah, 21-3 for a while, yeah. And they turned into a great game. Nick Saban was not happy. And that two-point conversion was like a complete cluster. If they hadn't cobbed that up. I think it yeah, what was that? It was like they had no problem moving the ball, and then all of a sudden they made the most ridiculous play call for that two-point conversion. I don't understand that at all because I feel like it easily could have gone to overtime. But you know, like Nick Saban, like they showed, they did the press conference after the game of both Nick Saban and um, Stan Mullins was like they, they looked like they had been through like a war. Like the <laughs> Dan Mullins' hair was like sopping wet and. Yeah. Um, like Nick Saban looked like he was like 95 years old, <laughs> like couldn't like see straight. <laughs> Just tired. That was intense. That was a really, really good game. And uh, it was. I think Alabama has a little bit of chink in their armor. Like it used to be as I was watching all these games, I'm like, okay, Oklahoma was like three. I know they fell this week, but I'm like, they don't look that great. Ohio State's, you know, stumbling. Clemson does not look good. So I'm like, oh, Bama's typically, you know, kind of the team that's going to hold it. And I'm like, you know what? This season might be more open than I'm thinking, but yeah. they also don't face another Florida. Fell. So you said somebody fell. Oklahoma did in the rankings. Oh, in the rank- one spot, just okay. one spot. Yeah, I thought you were talking about. I was like, no, they did beat us. Remember, we just talked about it. <laughs> <laughs> it was close, but I'm like, oh yes, right. I'm sorry, I already blocked it from my memory. No, they fell in the rankings. Yeah, yeah. Mostly, I think because. Um, Oregon played Stony Brook, so they went up to three. Which to me, like, yeah, there's no clear cut, like, number one, number one at this point. So as long as you're in the top four, like, I don't, you know what I mean? I don't think there's any advantage to being in spots two and three versus, because normally you get number one Alabama and if you're in that four spot and it's like, ugh, like, but. Right. I think as long as you're in the top four, it doesn't, doesn't matter. Yeah, it was actually a pretty good weekend football-wise for our house because Louisville won on Friday night. On a pick six. On a pick six. And then Mm -hmm. Nebraska played Oklahoma competitively, made it a game, (laughs) brought Oklahoma Tech played competitive. And then Georgia Tech took Clemson down to the wire. It was basically a goal line stand for Clemson to win that game. Oklahoma Um, State won too. In Oklahoma State one, but that was after I went to bed. Way too late out in the West Coast. I was Coast. talking but, about um, familial ties. Um, yes, but I was going to say, all of our teams are struggling right now. And so for all of them to either win or almost win 
was a pretty big victory for us. So we had a good football weekend. Um, Auburn going to the other side of, of the, uh, the aisle, none of our teams, Auburn played Penn state in, (laughs) in the whiteout game and Penn state walked away with the victory. I, again, with, with a kiddo, I go to bed really early, so I didn't see the very end of the game, but I heard that like the refs messed up and made Penn State oh, on, like a third gosh. down. Like what? Yeah. The SEC refs, refs. Yes. First of all, explain to me this. Is that standard to bring SEC refs into like a game like that? Like is the visiting team get their home refs? They do. Okay. Cause I was like, that seems weird. But then I was like, maybe that is a thing. I guess I've just never thought about it before. But they were terrible. They did lose a down, completely lost count. And then they missed a big call where Bo Nix should have been called for intentional grounding, but they didn't call it. There was one more call that was just so, so bad. And it's like, you know, it's bad when Kirk Herbstreet is like, they messed up. He's usually super diplomatic and tries to, you know, give them the benefit of the doubt and really support whatever call was made on the field. And he's like, yeah, they messed up. Steven, there was a couple plays in the Alabama-Florida game where it's like, I honestly truly feel like, I mean, I know you're not, reps are human. They can't get every call right, even when they go to the booth. And there's some plays that aren't even reviewable, but like. Alabama, like when you're ranked that high, like you get some calls that you don't deserve. Like you, like the 50, 50 or close calls, I feel like go in their favor. And I feel like that's a reason why like it's exponential. Once you get up in those spots, it's easier to like stay up in them. But because there was a couple where Florida, like there's a couple like pass interference and it was like, no, like if anything, it was offensive pass interference, but Florida got called for the defensive pass interference. And it, I, I don't know. Yeah. I just refs as a whole, I feel like been kind of sucking these days. Well, anyway, it was controversial, but I thought the game overall was, a, it was a really, really good game. I did stay up for the whole thing. It was a great game. So besides that stupid, like, Nittany Lion that does not look like a, I don't even know what a Nittany Lion is, but it just looks like a I don't a know either, but they need to replace that mascot head. Yes, it looks so bad. When Lee Corso pulled it out and put it on, we're like, eee. Yeah. <laughs> in someone's attic for 50 it years. It looks like a rat, a little bit. But I do, I do like that, like, and I get that there was, like, a disparity in rankings going on, but I do like that an SEC team came in for the whiteout and lost. I'm not a fan of them still. Yeah, I'm glad the Big Ten, like, I don't always follow, you know, conference play. But when it's SEC Big Ten, you can bet I'm going to be going (laughs) Big Ten. So I was glad to see that. Well, and here's the thing. I would just like to point out, this is a Penn State team that last year started 0-5, and we beat this team. And they are not that much different this year. You know what I mean? Like, in terms of players that came back and all of that, it's essentially the same team. And I just think that line between bad and good, it's like so much, it depends so much on the week and the mindset of the team and just the focus that they have. I think we don't always give that enough consideration because I'm like, man, this is a Penn State team that we beat last year. Right. And that's kind of what I was thinking. That's what really stood out to me this week. So I'm like, we've got, you know, BYU winning a lot. We've got Coastal Carolina. They're both ranked. We got Oklahoma, who's rated really high. And, like, we almost beat them after we lost to Illinois, who has since gotten, like, rolled. And so, I'm like, it seems like it's just such a toss-up this year. There really hasn't been someone that stood out in my mind. Like, Mm -hmm. even Alabama's faltering, like I was saying. So, 
it is interesting to see like what programs are up and coming and then how certain matchups are lining up because it, it really can be almost anyone's day given the mm-hmm. week or the matchups. Yeah, I remember one thing I was going to say earlier. I like Penn State, and the reason that I like them is because we actually seem to get the better hand. Like, we get the best of them more than they get the best of us, I guess. Like, other than that time they had Saquon Barkley and played us, we've done well against them. And so that's another reason why I I always cheer for Penn State is that, like, they've never really, like, dirtied us. So, anyway, I guess it wasn't that important, but (laughs) (laughs) thank you for that. And transitioning to Arizona and BYU. <laughs> uh, BYU did get the win 24 to 16. So I know that was another pick that we had. I didn't watch too much of this game. Um, did any of you guys get a chance to flip over to it at all? I actually did. I watched probably more of this game than anyone else because no one was on the table. And so I was watching it the whole time I was at work. And BYU started off like real hot. They had several interceptions like two or three I think and then like ASU kind of got back into the game a little bit at the end but BYU honestly they looked good the week before at Utah and they looked good they they started really really hot against Arizona State yesterday too um like just both sides of the ball so they they're looking decent to me unfortunately because I don't I'm not a fan of them what they do to you we don't yes. hold grudges do we <laughs> all right so based on last week's picks and the point spread from the nebraska oklahoma game megan you are our winner this week yeah, you were right about the the defensive game you were which i am glad to be wrong because i like that our de- like our mm-hmm. our defense held them to like yeah. Yeah, points yeah, I do too. I feel like our defense is really becoming a part of the team that is very dependable. Like we can really rely on consistency from them. So now we just need to like get that across the board with you like see, that's the special why teams. I feel like everyone, yeah, everyone talks about culture, 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 and I feel like our de- defensive players have that mm-hmm. culture. Like they, they have yeah. the right mindset. Like when we voted on going to a bowl game or not last year. Like, they were the ones that wanted to. Like, everyone wanted to. They all came back. Like, they're buying into Scott and what he's doing. And it's like, Mm -hmm. we just need the special teams to follow suit and the offensive line as well. Or Right. And we're good. You know what? I don't know. Like, because they don't, they're not like that. Like, it's not like they're outsized by a lot. Like, it's not like a weight room issue. I'm like, do they need some, like, different shoes? Like, what is that? Why? Does our well, offense who is line the, who's the offensive line coach? I mean, does he need to like go over fire. fundamentals with them and like work oh. on technique? I was ready to fire him, but um, yeah, I guess he could work with them more. <laughs> so magnanimous. I don't know. I I will say we need a special teams coach, and it's like if we don't get that, then it's completely understandable why we continue to lose games on special teams. You can say, oh, well, Scott's done everything he can do, and now we're just waiting for these things yeah. to develop. But it's like, no, you haven't hired a special teams coach. There's no identity there. They need someone who is focused on them day in and day out at practice. And What we also know, need whatever. is some mm-hmm. really cocky kid. Like, I am not a fan of cocky in most cases, but I feel like our kicker position is like cursed and everyone becomes a head case. And we need someone that's just so vain and conceited that they just like can't ever see themselves doing wrong. And, and just to come in and, and just 
not be a mental case. That's what I think. Okay. Well, hopefully Scott will get on that soon. Well, maybe we'll see some changes versus uh, Michigan State coming up this week. Um, Some other notable games that are coming up. um, Top 25 matchup, Notre Dame and Wisconsin. I have not been impressed by Notre Dame. Um, So I I think I'm actually going to take Wisconsin for this game. Okay, this is a situation where I'm kind of like you, Laura. The Big Ten will get my allegiance for this game because I don't like either team, but I like Notre Dame less and Wisconsin's in the Big Ten and they're in the Big Ten West. So it'll make us look better. So I'm going to cheer for Wisconsin. Also, I think it will be interesting to see Wisconsin play Notre Dame because Jack Cohn transferred from Wisconsin to Notre Dame. Yes. So it'll be like that'll be like a fun little reuniting there. See how that works. Uh, out. The Mertzenator versus Jack Cohn. Does anyone right. remember him getting just like absolutely scratched? Yes. Like, Actually, every time I see him, and Brutus covering his eyes. Play. Yep. Yes, Classic. That's probably why he transferred to that play right there. Actually, uh, I think that I wonder often if Paul Christ feels the way that Kirby Smart did after he let Justin Fields go, because I don't think Graham Mertz is good. I, I don't like Paul Christ. Like, his, his demeanor. I, well, I'm not saying it's nothing about him. Like, I, I just know, think he I just, You saying his name reminded me how much I dislike him. Okay. So well, I hope I hope he does regret it. All right. So, Amy, who are you taking? Yeah, I'm not. The thing is, like, I wasn't that impressed watching Notre Dame against Purdue, but I also eh, don't, not really that impressed with Wisconsin. So, yeah, I guess I have to cheer for Wisconsin because, you know, Big Ten. But um, (laughs) maybe, like, Paul Chris will, like, I don't know. I shouldn't be mean. Maybe, maybe (laughs) Maybe the camera just won't ever go to him and I won't have to see him. Okay, well. Fingers crossed. <laughs> also loving the energy today, Amy. Keep bringing it. Um, number seven, Texas A&M versus number 16, Arkansas. Okay, I think you know how I'm going on this one. I, uh, yeah, well, Megan's not going to take Jimbo. I'm going to side with Jimbo, Megan, only because of the quarterback situation. So I'm actually going to take Arkansas. Okay, here's the deal. The quarterback situation at Texas A&M, it was not like Haynes King was by far the better quarterback. Like it went down to like the last week of practice before he actually made a decision. So their backup is not second string. You know what I'm saying? Like he's right. He's legitimate. I don't, I think Arkansas is really good. I am shocked that they are ranked 16 and that Texas A&M, what have they done to get to number seven? Yeah. Okay. Cause I was going to pick Arkansas too, because I really like that upset. And, but this is boring that we're just all picking the same teams. We'll just have to pick a bunch of games so that a few will differentiate us. Okay, well, maybe this one will separate us. Number 14, Iowa State versus unranked Baylor. I'm going to go with Baylor. So that might be a different one from you guys. Oh. Well, yeah, I'm going to go with Iowa State because... I do think that Brock Purdy had a like a bad game against Iowa. I feel like he can kind of choke in those situations, but I think like I don't think he's gonna have a problem with Baylor. So Okay, well I'm gonna have to go with one of you guys' picks. So I'm gonna say Iowa State as well. I just looked at who Baylor has beaten and it's not real impressive. So I'll I'll say Iowa State. Okay. 
All right, here's another good one. Um, number 24, UCLA versus Stanford, who did upset USC, who was actually not looked great, but they did upset them. So who do you guys want in the matchup between UCLA and Stanford? UCLA is also coming off a loss. Well, I want Stanford to win, and here's why. Um, okay. If Chip Kelly is more on the hot seat than Scott Frost, people will talk about him more. And Scott will get a little breath of fresh air and hopefully be able to relax a little bit. So I want Stanford to win. Okay. okay. I'll go with UCLA. All right. And I will stay loyal to Andrew Luck, even though he ditched the Colts. And I will go with Stanford. Only because I have no real ties to either team. Amy, I like your reasoning. And I don't mind Stanford. So I will take them. Possibly be an upset, right. so that's always fun. That um, is true. I'll say one thing, because I, I checked out the outline Ranking. that Laura did, and something that I would like to say is another, you know, moral victory, even though I've said I don't really like these, but I do kind of, um, <laughs> is that... I don't like Buffalo them, except game. that I kind of do. <laughs> except when it works for me, then I do. <laughs> Buffalo game. No, but moral yes. victories always work for you. They play Coastal Carolina, who's ranked 16th, I believe, um, or was at the time and um, almost beat them. It was a three-point ball game. And if you remember correctly, we beat them by a lot more than that. And mm-hmm. we left 21 points off the board too. So mm-hmm. I believe that win is like, like when we beat them 23, I was like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. like that's not impressive at all. But like, it honestly is looking a little more impressive now. I don't think Buffalo's as bad a team as people think they are when they, played us so um mm-hmm. that's just like a little you know keep it in the back yeah. of your mind for some hope yeah and it goes back to again i'm like the, it just depends on the matchups in a given week so let's circle back around to the nebraska game we will get our predictions for the matchup coming this week but i did want to ask you guys how did the uh making the snacks and watching the game later work out for you did you find your stress levels were lower yes 100 i would recommend. 10 out of 10, you should all do it. Okay. It's like, I didn't have to wonder. I wanted the upset. Of course, I was following the score, but I felt like I could distract myself while the actual game was going on so that when it ended and I knew, okay, we lost by seven, that is a a moral victory like we've been talking about. And then today I went back and watched it knowing what was going to happen, knowing about the two points conversion disaster. And I knew it was coming, so I was able to prepare myself. It really worked out well. I would okay. really, really recommend it to okay, any Husker so that- fans who are, who are dealing with, like, high stress, high blood pressure issues like that. Give it a try. Okay. Well, I will say that for me, how it worked out is I am a very curious person. And um, that was the game plan. But, like, I couldn't not check the score because I just – curiosity kills me. And my soccer game that I coached was an absolute dumpster fire. Like we had two kids out on COVID protocol and they happened to be like two of our better players. We had to play like man down and had no subs at one point during the game. One of the girls just like sat down. It was like 95 degrees too, or like 93. It was super hot and sunny and um, we had no subs. So I'm just like trying to switch them around, but I'm, <laughs> I'm like trying to keep up on the score too. And at one point, um, one of the little girls on my team just sat down in the middle of the field. She said she couldn't go on anymore. And I was like, that's fine. Just stay out there. Be like a human roadblock for people. 
And then I look over and my goalie is like scaling the net. She's like climbing the side of the goal with her cleats, like a ladder, like trying to climb up to the top of the goal. Um, Got her foot tangled, couldn't get out in time. And so I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to be checking the score because I wasn't really needed anyway. It was just a bit. And he's like, what can I do with this? So anyway, (laughs) I was like, how can I improve the situation? I I can't. Yeah, I was kind of following along on my phone a little bit. Um, But I didn't, I still haven't fully watched. I was trying to do that right now, but I'm just tired. So I fell asleep. So I am going to finish watching the first half here a little bit, but it did, it did work out the knot. It, it, it cut down on my stress levels. Let's go there. Okay. Okay. So it sounds like it's not a bad idea. Um, And maybe, maybe something you guys can employ this weekend. I'm going to watch it live. It's a night game. So I'll be able to put the little peanut down and probably watch most of it. But uh, what are what are you guys' predictions for scores? I took a look at Michigan State, and they are they averaged thirty eight. Well, they scored thirty eight, thirty eight, forty two. So they're right around that like thirty eight, thirty nine, forty average. Well, they're obviously so, not going to score as much this weekend, right? Obviously, obviously. So I'm going to say thirty five, twenty seven, Nebraska. Okay. I'm going to go even lower. I'm going to say 24-17, Nebraska. And we're going to get a field goal, guys. All right. Um, okay, I'm going to split you guys. Wait, did you say 24? Yes. For us? Okay. Um, I'm going to say this week our offense starts clicking more. So I'm going to go up for that. And I'm going to meet you in the middle defensively. I'm going to say... Um, well, see, here's the thing. <laughs> I feel like maybe we can hold them less, but I'll just say Michigan State 21. Um, I do think that we can have a stronger showing than that, but give us a little pillow. And I'm going to say 37 for us. Okay. All right. Got it marked down. And be excited for a night game. We haven't. I don't know if we won the last time as we had one of those, but it'll be kind of kind of fun to be yeah. able to watch the games all day and then tune in at night for mm-hmm. the Nebraska win, obviously. So we will watch this week's game and chat with you all next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to College Dame Day. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcasting app. Also, hit us up. We are at College Dame Day on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Join us again next week for more college football content.